This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast focused on your health and well-being. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today's topic is responding to emergent athletic conditions and trauma. Our guest is Dr. J.T. Penny, a family medicine physician with specialized board certification in non-surgical sports medicine. Dr. Penny provides both non-surgical orthopedic care and sports injury evaluation and treatment through My Michigan Health's WellSport program. This podcast is designed with athletes, coaches, school officials, sports officials, and parents in mind. Health Dose asked Dr. Penny, what are some common medical emergencies that occur on the field and how are they managed? We can think of medical emergencies as a combination of things. First of all, the medical things, the things that involve health. I think sudden death is a good example with Damar Hanlon's recent episode where something happens to your heart or vascular system and you suddenly uh, have a sudden death experience. Mm -hmm. And that can occur in any kind of athletic activity or sports. There are a number of reasons that that occurs. The over age 35 crowd is typically underlying heart disease or coronary artery disease or blockage of the coronary arteries. Less than 35, which a lot of our younger athletes are, it's often abnormalities that they're born with and things that haven't shown themselves until one of the most common first presenting signs of that is sudden death. And that's a tough first presenting sign to, to deal with unless per, we're prepared to. There are a number of other medical things such as allergic reactions, we call that anaphylaxis, different types of respiratory things. You can get a collapsed lung with trauma. That's called a pneumothorax. There are different cuts and bruises and things that if bleeding is left un- uncontrolled, that can be a life-threatening uh, situation. So those are some common medical examples. And then there are a number of musculoskeletal or orthopedic urgencies and emergencies that occur also. Things such as neck injuries, which are always one of the most feared things in collision sports. Mm-hmm. Head injuries, you know, we hear about concussions all the time, and there are also other head injuries such as bruises on the brain or blood clots on the brain that can be very serious, immediate types of things. And then there are a number of just musculoskeletal trauma, different fractures and broken bones that can be very severe and life-threatening or disabling if they're not managed initially properly. Are we experiencing more severe injuries among athletes? Are we experiencing more frequent injuries among athletes? Is the sport getting too violent? Or, you know, what's the reason we seem to hear more about it? Or is it just the news cycle? So I think the news cycle has a lot to do with it and social media and the distribution of information. I think things are becoming much more out in the forefront. I do think our collision sports, the athletes are getting bigger. Athletes are getting more powerful. The speeds are getting, uh, are increased. So I think there is the potential for catastrophic injury there. However, I think a lot of the new rule changes and such are really an attempt to mitigate some of that. And I think that's probably made the biggest difference thus far in the incidence of those catastrophic injuries. But nevertheless, they are going to occur. And most of them are actually infrequent, but when they occur, we need to be prepared to deal with them. Mm -hmm. What is the role of a sports physician such as yourself in discussing safety equipment, helmets, pads, those kinds of things? Is that something that you discuss with local athletes and local coaches? Yes, we do. I think that developing forums where we can discuss these issues on a regular basis is really the whole tenet for why we developed a course called REACT. It's a time for us to get together with local communities and members of the, quote, sports team and healthcare team so we can not only make them aware of a lot of these different issues, whether it's helmet protection or different injury prevention types of things, or 
most specifically dealing with injuries as they occur. So it gives us a forum on a regular basis to talk with them about those issues. Tell me about the partnership that you folks have with local sports teams, high schools and colleges. What is your role with those teams and those athletic programs? So at Wellsport, we have 13 different high schools that we work with. What I mean by that is we have athletic trainers in those high schools where we help to somewhat manage their activities there. And I think those athletic trainers are really our eyes and ears on a day-to-day basis on the field to help us both in injury prevention and help us prepare for injuries as they occur. We also have worked with local sports teams in the junior high and even lower levels to try and help develop ways that they can approach things such as head injuries, injury prevention, and dealing with injuries as they occur. You mentioned those 13 programs. Do you have physicians on site for some of their sports? Yeah, it would be ideal if we had a physician on site at every one of those schools. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, manpower-wise, that's usually not possible. So we are on the sidelines here at the Midland Community Stadium and out at some of the surrounding schools. But those that were not able to be there, again, we coordinate the activities of the athletic trainer. They have our phone numbers that they can call us directly from the event. So we're somewhat there in spirit and Mm -hmm. can be immediately accessible, which is really helps them to feel much more confident that they have immediate backup. How important is it to have those trainers on site? And how important is is it for them to be involved with the athletes on non-game days? Well, I think it's absolutely imperative because I think they get to know their athletes. I think they know a lot about the different problems or concerns that their athletes have. And they're much more able to recognize sudden changes in those athletes' conditions, getting to know them and, you know, able to be much more effective at initially responding to those changes appropriately and Mm -hmm. and recognizing those. Is it possible that we're actually diagnosing more head injuries than we would have in the past? We've gotten better at actually diagnosing those head injuries as opposed to there being more? Yeah, I think head injuries are a great example of that where I think our awareness that uh, head injuries uh, have occurred forever And we're starting to recognize those more and more and initially treat them much more appropriately. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, we used to call it, got his bell rung. Correct. Which was, yeah, shake it off and get back in the game. Now we recognize that as having, as being a very serious possible uh, injury. Correct. Yeah, I think concussion is no longer, oh, just a ding. You know, concussion is an injury to your brain. And even though structurally you can't really prove with the traditional imaging anyways, any damage, there is damage and the brain isn't working as well. Mm-hmm. And we know that athlete is at risk for further injury if they compete before that brain has allowed time to recover. Now, just like we're better at diagnosing those injuries and we're more aware of those injuries, we've gotten better at treating those injuries as well, have we not? I think our approach to how we manage them has definitely changed. And I think that The key to that is initially recognizing them and knowing what to do initially to get that athlete into the appropriate care and recovery mode so we can get them back on the field as quickly and safely as possible. You mentioned REACT earlier. What is REACT and what significance does it have in taking care of athletes? So the uh, mnemonic REACT really We came up with that because I think that the important thing for communities is to learn how to initially respond to a lot of these uh, injuries and situations that we're going to face, whether it's on the field, whether it's at a community running event, 
or the Loons baseball game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important that what we do initially during these things makes a huge difference in what the outcome will be. So REACT really stands for Responding to Emergent Athletic Conditions and Trauma. And it's really kind of a, a concept where we really want to get community members together, all community members, whether it's coaches, referees, players, coaches, parents together, give them a little knowledge on some of those emergencies and emergencies that they might face out there, even though they're rare. And because they're rare, we rarely get a chance to know how to respond. So we give them initial knowledge about those things. And then we allow them time to practice how it's appropriate, how to appropriately respond initially to those, what their role may be, because everybody has a role. But people have to feel comfortable with jumping in and assuming that role. And unless they've had a chance to practice that, a lot of people are hesitant. They stand back, you know, whether it's CPR, you know, a lot of people don't jump in there, even though they've been trained in CPR because they, they're scared. They don't want to do harm. So it's a chance for us to not only teach them about certain things, but allow them time to practice with their other community members on how to initially respond. It's dress rehearsal. Absolutely. And that should occur every year, essentially, or even more commonly than that, because if you don't, you know, the situation as with Mar Hamlin wouldn't occur. That occurred so efficiently and effectively and ended up with an outcome that was absolutely fantastic, but that does not occur every time. Right. And, and what maybe we could say about that particular incident is it wasn't the first time somebody had that kind of a problem on the field. I mean, there have been other NFL players who have died on the field. His is a success story because he got the proper treatment and they were able to save his life. That's the story, I think. Absolutely. Uh, I think people responded very appropriately and very promptly. And that's what that situation, that particular situation requires. Unless you respond promptly, your chance of a good outcome decreases tremendously with every minute that passes. Mm -hmm. How long have you been with Wellsport? We uh, started Wellsport about 13 years ago, I believe, Mm -hmm. as a primary care sports medicine program. What does that mean? So primary care is essentially we do a lot of non-surgical treatment of orthopedic injuries and problems, in addition to dealing with a lot of the medical problems that athletes will face, whether it's a heart disease or exercise-induced asthma or different illnesses and how that impacts their program. So at Wellsport, we really are a team. We're a team of primary care sports medicine physicians with either backgrounds in family practice, emergency medicine, pediatrics, and athletic trainers, and physical therapists, and nutritionists, and sports psychiatrists. So we kind of are a coordinated program where we can provide coordinated care to the athletes. And then when they require surgical skills, and we work very closely with our orthopedic colleagues at getting our athletes to the appropriate orthopedist that can, can get them the best outcome. Why is it so rewarding? What about that is so energizing to you as a physician? Because you could work as a family practice physician and you could have a full lobby all the time. What makes you so passionate about the Wellsport concept? Well, I I think probably three main things. First of all, everyone is an athlete or should be. And if you use that concept, really the patients are numerous out there that could benefit from the knowledge of exercise or sports participation or whatever. So that, that in itself is exciting to be able to really deal with everybody from every walk of life. I think the second thing is, is our patients that come to see us want to get better. And that's a very 
little bit of an unusual situation in that everybody in primary care that comes to see you doesn't necessarily, it doesn't seem like they always want to get better. You don't always get the buy-in, do you? Exactly, exactly. But but in, in sports medicine, you, you pretty much, these people want to get back to activity in, in certain things. And so, and that's very rewarding to help them to develop the, the best pathway to get there as quickly and as safely as possible. That is family medicine physician J.T. Penny with My Michigan Health's WellSport program. For more information about WellSport and treating athletes of all ages, go to mymichigan.org slash WellSport. As always, if you have a health concern, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to mymichigan.org slash doctors. And by the way, be on the lookout for an upcoming REACT conference in Midland in August on the Northwood campus. This workshop is designed to provide participants with an overview of significant sports-related health events and an opportunity to practice the skills needed to appropriately and effectively implement initial management strategies. And make sure you're checking back often at mymichigan.org for information on that conference. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another episode of Health Dose.